They can hardly eat cereal. And they can only type like three words a minute, but they both look What in the f*** are you talking about? You've already said it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. We ready? Yeah, yeah. we're going to go. Okay. Good. Wait, is that a rule we're having? Because I feel like the two of us would break that rule very fast. Uh, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm not going to say it I, as much as possible. I, I, okay. do, I will bleep them out using <laughs> blaster sounds. Um, <laughs> you see, that's incentive now. No, <laughs> I won't do Wait, it. Wait, can you do different sounds for each of us so we can have a gunfight with... And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan! Traitor! They're dead. Every single one of them. And not just the men. But the women. And the children, too. They're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Star Wars Therapy, the show where we talk about Star Wars and life. You like that? How, uh, how's like that, that? How's the room feeling that? You know, I like it. It's not too Dr. Phil, but it's close enough to where I feel a generalized sense of panic and comfort. <laughs> I wake up every morning, I look in the mirror, and I go, well, at least you're not Dr. Phil. So I guess I have some reevaluating to do in my you see, life. see, I'm the opposite of that. I, whereas I go up to my Dr. Phil shrine, and I pray to him, and I just think, man, if I could just one day... Go to the ranch. One day, be, one day go to the ranch and be like that. I just want to go to the ranch, Dr. Phil. That's all I want to do. Dr. Phil, is that you? That's me oh. in the flesh. <laughs> Do you think Dr. Phil would have been one of those senators who supported uh, who supported um, Chancellor Valerium's, whatchamacallit, in the first movie? Where You know, much like me, I don't think he fully would have understood it. <laughs> um, oh, but he would have acted like he did. Yeah, but he would have been like, I think it's a pretty good idea to give Chancellor Palpatine power. Seems like a pretty good dude to me. Sorry, I sound more like Mr. Garrison than I do than I do Doctor. No, you're thinking of Mr. Mackey. I'm Mr. Mackey. Okay, you sound a little bit more like Mr. Mackey than Doctor Phil. They're a balding dude with a green shirt. That's <laughs> the same thing for me. So uh, I'm Caleb because we haven't introduced ourselves yet. I'm Caleb, and I'm Stephen. I'm Alex. There now you know our voices. Woo. But it's time that you get to know us a little bit better. As we learn ourselves. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, that is part of what I want this show to be. It's three dudes who aren't bullying people off of Twitter. Instead, they're getting to know each other through Star Wars. Through the Hell magic yeah. of a franchise that is very inconsistent. Speaking of it being inconsistent, we decided um, to talk about our best and worst Star Wars films. And we have all made the agreement that we agree Rise of Skywalker is the worst. Yes. yes. Okay. And that will not be on this list. At the same time, we all agree Empire Strikes Back is the best? Yes. Okay, cool. So now we're not going to mention the two most obvious ones. Otherwise, we'd be here in a vacuum. So this is really second worst and second best. <laughs> because that's a more interesting more conversation. Path because I feel like a lot of people would be like, and the number one Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. This would change the game. And from this point onward, if you say either of the titles of those films, you will be dropped into my Rancor pit, which I have installed in between episodes. <laughs> I've used our non-existent Patreon money to do that. Wait, is that what this button is for? No, Alex, don't. It's right there, though. It has a giant. It's, it, so it's giant tempting. and red, and it says "press." You expect me to not press that? And it's got Watto's face on it. Why would you put that there Wait, if you didn't want me to touch it? I, I thought, just want to hit Watto now. It's like a game of whack a mole, and I price. fall into a rancor pit because See, of that. I thought touch that. Me. I thought that we all had respect for Watto, Watto? and so we wouldn't <laughs> want to hit him. <laughs> so anyway, you're making a red button redder. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's also red? Lightsabers. Maybe in oh the God. best and worst lights, lightsaber Star Wars movies. Let's go. <laughs> Alex, What's wait, are we doing worst first? I think doing worst would be easier because I feel like we all have generally kind of maybe the same opinions on which one's the worst. Curious. Okay. Yeah, I'm, cur I'm curious. I feel like best will be a little bit more I guarantee you we do not have the same opinion on worst. <laughs> Okay. Caleb's gonna pull like well, one of the Ewok movies out of left field and then just my decision is Caravan of Courage <laughs> no I'm not counting those um, but uh, who would like to start 
I say we go we go Alex. Okay. Because uh, I'm feeling a little called out right That's now. good, because honestly, I have a stronger opinion right now about my worst than about my uh, best. So, okay. As much as I am a diehard fan of the, uh, the 3D Clone Wars animated series, oh that God. movie is dog crap. <laughs> I'll bad. censor myself. So, so <laughs> it's I, not good. Everything about it is just... Uh, <laughs> So I never actually saw it. The only thing I know about it is that Jabba Hut, Jabba the Hut, has like a hutling. There's a hutling it's, that they have to. It's get. like his. I'm a little fuzzy on the details. It is Jabba's. He well, is the dad. Well, no, I'm I'm fuzzy on the details, so I'm having to remember this as I talk about it. Okay. So it's like, yeah, he has like a son or something, and like the son gets, he gets kidnapped. For like, because of the Hut clans are at war and stuff. Are you okay? You look very confused. I'm just confused. trying to take it all in. Oh, okay, you looked like you were looking at something. So I'm like, the, what's no, going on behind me? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's Zero the Hut coming up behind you. Oh my God, it's Zero. Hey there, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, so Zero the Hut is very much like a gay stereotype, and it's really funny. <laughs> like he just. He just tells the ideas, and he, he's like, "Oh my, oh no, everything's going crazy." I've met someone in my real life who reminds me a lot of Zero the Hut, and it, so that character, besides the fact that it's just an annoying bad character, it, it also makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Is also... this person you know a giant purple slug? Well, okay, worm slug. I mean, I'm not okay, quite sure of the, the genus. Above. Any of the above? Yes, Caleb. That's not a person, you know. That's Zero the Hut. Oh, no. (laughs) See, I walk into Zero the Hut's pawn shop, (laughs) and what do you expect to find? So, (laughs) so being as I I didn't, I haven't seen this, this one of these movies, I, I am curious, what about it, in your opinion, makes it the worst? Uh... It'll kind of go back to what I talked about. I don't know if it's the last episode or if it's the podcast we did where we brought up the idea of Star Wars therapy, but my whole reasoning for like a big part of why I like Star Wars is it's really easy to like go back and watch and enjoy and digest. I think this is the one movie I can't really do that with. Mm. Well, and it's not, it's of course not structured like a movie. No, it's not. It's structured like multiple episodes that were just thrown together. Which I'm pretty sure and that's not what they that actually good. ended up doing, right? Probably. I think that's yes. actually what they did. Yeah. yeah. Is the disjointedness kind of like the thing that makes it impossible for you to watch it again? Or is it like yeah, well, the characters? They are it's, interesting stories, too. Yeah. They're they're really not. Hmm. And I mean, like, it, it is one <laughs> cohesive story. I mean, but like, it's not... <laughs> There's just, there's so much going on and it's so weird that like these characters are in this situation because it's where, it's when Ahsoka's introduced. And yeah. so like Anakin has to deal with this dynamic of getting like a Padawan and stuff, I which like, it's all fine, but like they have like weird, like really just awkwardly written banter. Hmm. That's just like, I, I would argue that, you know, even in the course of the show that, Ahsoka only gets better as she goes oh, on. Oh, she absolutely does because the early seasons are guilty of what that movie A hundred percent. Of just like, I'm a Padawan. Let me be the annoying Padawan for a little bit. And you're just kind of like... Whatever, Sky Guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot she called him that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like, it's just like, it's the very beginning of that. And just knowing what that eventually grows into and how much I love the later and finished product it's just so hard to like go back and watch that well and i'll be like oh this is not worth my time it's not exactly (laughs) humble beginnings because it's not like when you look at luke in return of the jedi and then Mm -hmm. you look at him in a new hope because when you look at him in a new hope he's yeah he's very much like i don't want to go get the power converters but then at the very end i mean at the very beginning of return of the jedi he's I must speak with Jabba. Yeah, he's this seasoned he's this, Jedi. Exactly, that, and I yeah. would much rather see that Luke 
than I would ever see. Like, I just yeah. don't want to see that Luke again. And it's like going off of that is like the Jedi version of the, oh, the power converters and stuff like that with Ahsoka. But Mm -hmm. also, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin, these are characters that have already been, like, relatively developed at this... I mean, definitely by the time this movie came out, they've been fully developed. But, like, even in, like, the canon of it, they're, like, at this, like, awkward midpoint that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, and they get so much more development in the show... Yeah, they do. ...that they don't get in the movies. And because this is kind of supposed to be bridging the gap between those two things Mm. you're kind of starting to wonder how much of this am i just bringing over and i shouldn't know yet and how much of this is genuinely intended yeah um i think a big strike against this movie is that it made me think that the clone wars was a bad show even though Mm. i never watched anything from the clone wars but it just killed all interests i had into it until my roommate started watching it last year and i sat down and i saw a magnificent seven episode i'm like oh i like this and then, mm-hmm. but like, you would never have known it from that show. It's because it's just, it's such a different thing. Or from that movie. I so, mean, yeah. well, it, it also is, is difficult to kind of get back into the show. I would, Im- I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I, I kind of, I understand where the characters are at because I watched those early seasons. And I, I think the big thing is, is that they're still kind of in that same spot. And mm-hmm. it being an anthology series really doesn't help that um, because Everything's out of order. You randomly yeah. have an episode with Plo Koon and you're like, oh, I love Plo Koon. And it's just gone. And so when you get those moments of character development, they're very few and far between in the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was kind of a, a growing pain that was inherited from the movie. Whereas you look at seasons two, three, four, wh- whatever you want to say from the show they've got their their hook and if the movie would have been made as a closing chapter to the show mm-hmm. that would have been different you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah 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 where it's like we still found them in the same spot after the movie so it's just inherently not as compelling and the the weird thing about you know it being an anthology show is i mean you said you haven't seen that movie there are episodes in the show that come in like the mid seasons mm mm-hmm that like tied directly into that movie. Like it's same planet, same battle, just like a different part. And the episode is like significantly better. And it's just super weird. Huh. Yeah. But it's like it's dealing with like different characters, but like while all the stuff's happening. And it's just it's so weird because it's just like this whole meld of just like, okay, what's going on? That, that must have <laughs> flew over my head when I was watching because I was just kinda like, well, okay, yeah. there's a relationship to this thing. Yeah, I just kind of roll with stuff like that. It's kind of why when people were like, DC Comics are so hard to get into. I'm like, Blackest Night was the first thing I read. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what what was your first memory of clone of this movie? Oh, I saw it in theaters. You did? Yeah, I remember it coming out, and I was really excited for it. Uh, and did I mean, you enjoy then, it at the time? At the time, yeah. yeah. I mean, when did that movie come out, though? I think it was like... Uh, I want to say 2008, 2009. Yeah, like I was probably like 11 or 12. Oh, wait. Yeah, because it was... Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. I was Sorry. literally 11. Uh, two, ot, ot, eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're the aughts. The aughts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're bringing back the aughts, baby. <laughs> We're the trend makers now. <laughs> I uh. See, it's really funny. That was one of the first Star Wars things that I looked at, and I was like, that looks bad. And I just... Never watched it because of that, and I think I I saw like a few plot synopses and like all that. And I was just like, that still sounds stupid. That sounds like the remnants of George Lucas going. What if they had to rescue a baby? I mean, it it was made by him. I know <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. It was made by him, him, and much of the live action oh. cast is the uh, is the actual cast in that. Really, movie. Hayden Christensen voices Andy? not him. Okay. Not him. Ian no, McGregor like McGregor voices. No, no. Let me. Let me. And who's the main cast? Mace or uh, Sam Jackson's Mace Windu. Uh, Christopher Lee is Count Dooku. Count Dooku is also a big part of the story. It's kind of why it's a little too convoluted. Is because there's so many different villains that are just occupying this movie. <laughs> it's very weird that you say that the problem with a Star Wars movie is too many villains because. I would argue that every Star Wars movie has like this centric kind of bad guy or looming force, at least. Not to, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying the force, I'm saying just a presence. Like, 
you know, Phantom Menace, you can feel Darth there's, Sidious. There's and something you can... menacing. <laughs> a phantom. And Phantomus, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, when Darth Maul shows up, you're like, oh my god, it just got real. Mm-hmm. Like, and even in three, I mean, like, look, Grievous is ridiculous, but like, yeah. you feel him when he's there. You're like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to turn out. But then when you say, like, yeah, there's too many bad guys i'm like what there isn't just well, the one kind I, I, of thing i think it's so much that it's like it's weird that like the bad guys are connected in the way that they are because you have zero the okay. hut who's just this weird loser of a deadbeat hut very that's just much odd. a filler villain yeah that's just like <laughs> that's just like in works with you know one of the head sith <laughs> and it's like what count dooku's like so like proper and elegant and like how he conducts his business and stuff like this and it's just so weird i would agree that <laughs> picturing dooku with a slug like creature and going yes you will be my person <laughs> yeah. all righty there count <laughs> <laughs> you a count? Do you have a castle? I want you to have a castle. The worst I want is... you to be my sugar daddy. <laughs> well, have you seen the show? Yeah, I've, I've okay. seen. I've seen most of the show. I think that there might. I I went by the episode guide that was like you know, hey, here's all the things in chronological order that you need to yeah see yeah. Well, Zero does come back, and he's dating a lounge singer. Um, except it's one of those things from Jabba's palace. What's her name? In the Max Rebo band with the long like mouth. And I don't. I don't remember. Oh, names, you're talking about yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. know who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> we all. We all know. So, <laughs> so just imagine Zero's death being led up to by this. Like she honestly sounds a lot like Zero the Hut. If I'm being honest. Oh it's yeah. Like, I'm a spurned lover of you, of you Zero. And he's like, I don't care. I'm just Zero the Hut. I have all this beautiful little artwork on my body it's i know it's not but i really want to believe that that's just the same voice actor in the studio just pouncing between voices i just love the idea of like (laughs) cutting back to zero the hut and he just has like that singer like painted on like a sock puppet (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's like it's like I'm dating the lounge act he's dating the lounge act uh yeah, I completely forgot about those. She's the God, one that kills him, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then she like immediately gets show. killed after that. It's not the worst episode I saw. <laughs> oh, there's far worse. Yeah, there are definitely worse episodes. <laughs> Anytime you think about a bad Clone Wars episode, there's a good chance there's a worse one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a good chance you're thinking of D Squad. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, you are thinking the worst ones. <laughs> uh, what about you, Steven? What's your worst? Uh, my worst, I feel like, is a pretty popular choice for the worst. Um, and that is, I think, uh, I heard, okay, so Red Letter Media, Rich Evans said a great quote that I've never been able to get out of my head. Attack of the Clones is the worst movie ever made relative to its budget. I would agree with that because given the amount of people that are behind it and given the the time between Phantom Menace and that, there should have been some significant amount of change in direction. Because Phantom Menace, I mean, everyone came out of it going, like, oh my God, Star Wars is back. Oh, this is amazing. But I feel like over the years, people eventually kind of... I, I, the whole time I'm talking, Caleb is giving me the dirtiest of looks. <laughs> Caleb just has this oh, really... Oh, about his animated thing, and it was totally fine. <laughs> Continue. I, I do want to paint a picture real quick. Caleb is currently sitting back in his chair, leg one leg crossed over the other, hand, one hand on the chair, one hand on his mouth, just with the <laughs> cheekiest smile while looking directly into Steven's eyes. So, <laughs> and also between me and him. So but. my point being is that George Lucas at that time, I feel like just his script makes no sense. There, there's there's simple questions to be asked in this movie where you go, that doesn't make any sense. First off, establishing rules of Jedi having to be Mormon missionaries. I don't understand this. They pair off in groups of two and they can't get late. Like that's... <laughs> the celibacy thing. No, no, no. Thing what do you think really those weird. groups of two are for? They can get laid. <laughs> this is your partner for life. Oh, but, Anakin. But it's, no, but I'm just uh, Anakin, Anakin, Anakin. The, the, the point being is that like there's very conflicting 
messages in this movie just based on the Jedi code. So you're not supposed to have ownership. And yet Obi-Wan looks at Anakin and goes, this weapon is your life. That makes no sense. And that is contradicting your message. Also, a bounty hunter hiring a bounty hunter <laughs> yeah, to that do a bad really job make sense. <laughs> of taking out someone. Like, you could have just taken a grenade or a rocket launcher and launched it into her bedroom. What do you got to <laughs> do? No, I got these slug things I've been waiting on. It's just unnecessary. And I love, too, that they're like, hmm, Anakin is so obviously in love with Padme. What should we do? Send them alone on a romantic getaway while she wears skimpy outfits and goes, I can't, Annie. I'm a senator. And that entire thing for me just drags down the movie. I can't really even say that I love any part of it because they have the conflicting messages of Master Sifo-Dyas ordering the clones and whatever else. And we get no answers as to who that person is what they oh, did. Oh yeah, it's, it's just casually mentioned. It's just, Master Sifo-Dyas <laughs> did this and it's just, we're supposed to accept that at some point, some guy ordered the ordered clones. Well, and like, if I may go off no, of that ahead, point ahead. specifically, that that's such a weird thing because like, it was answered like in, in the animated show or yeah. something. Like there is a canonical answer to that as like literally everything is, with Star Wars. But the point but, is in your movie where well, you should have an answer for your yeah, plot. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like the, the answer that I learned kind of ruined what I felt about yeah. that as a kid. Yeah. Because I always thought that Master Sifo-Dyas was like a nickname that like... Uh, for like Sidious? Yeah, that like yeah, yeah. Sidious I, I gave that himself. Too. Just made up. So that yeah, he did yeah, it. Like and then an they were just like, no, there was actually a guy named Sifo-Dyas and he actually ordered the clones and it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's just an alias, I think that works so much better. Yeah, like it, it's like this like legit, like who is this? Oh, it's probably this sinister guy that we've been following that we eventually will know will start this empire. As a different point, you can just tell, in my opinion, that I, I don't think... George Lucas had any passion for this movie. I think that he made Phantom Menace with the best of intentions. Phantom Menace is not the worst movie, in my opinion, because it has things that branched off into better things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I appreciate some good pod racing video games. And in my opinion as well, I liked the designs of everything in that movie. I just think this movie's so boring. It, it, like when you hear things like he wrote the conveyor belt scene, you know, where like there's a bunch of things smashing and they're having to go forth on Geonosis and all that. Apparently, the the rumor is that he wrote that in the car on the way to the, the shoot. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, of course he did, because it feels like that when you watch it. Mm. And I just the only saving grace of the movie for me is when I talk about concepts that were introduced. I like seeing a bunch of Jedi fighting. Granted, they're fighting droids. I would much rather seen like a KOTOR kind of thing where it's like, oh, sweet, they're fighting the Sith. But I understand mm. why that can't be the case. I also feel like this movie kind of deals with member berry syndrome a little bit. They're like, it's a young Boba Fett. Oh, look, his dad is also kind of Boba Fett. So you think oh, he suffers from Mandalorian season two syndrome? No, that's not what I'm saying. I just wanted to get that dig in before I really go at you. That's not what I'm saying. That retconned them to be Mandalorian, so I'm happy. Um, but no, it's just for me, whenever I look at this movie, I just don't feel any attachment to it. I think all of the dialogue is terrible. I think that it has the worst love story. I do not understand why Padme and Anakin like each other because he describes it like an abusive relationship. He even says he's like, you are in my very soul. Torturing oh, me he's way and too tearing clingy. me apart. It's he's, like he's way too clingy. <laughs> I, I'm like, dude, you are a crazy stalker. Dude needs to ex. chill. That's to be more. fair, to be fair, and I don't think it's a healthy relationship, obviously. But that's probably what how you would be if you grew up in the in the celibate wizard cult. I mean, and then the very sure. first time, like the first female besides your mother that you imprinted on, you're now going in like you're by her side 24 seven and you're rolling. In so the you're saying he's grass. Jacob from Twilight. Caleb, I think you're I think you're trying to give justification to an abuser. And I don't think that that's. Yeah. That's uh, okay. This is Star Wars therapy, not Star Wars enabling guys. <laughs> Welcome to my apology video. You can walk out that door for that joke. <laughs> but, so you were about to tell me how I'm wrong? Yeah, well, no, I want to start off by saying this, Steve. Uh, you've made some very salient and I would say correct points. I have more. 
I respect. Oh, I'm sure, Morgan. Thank you. And I respect you, and I respect them. And this is a safe space. However, but <laughs> there's there's a big old butt attached to this. <laughs> you bet. <believe>. Also, <laughs> because these two things go hand in hand. Star Wars Episode Two is the most watchable Star Wars movie, and if you put all of them in front of me right now, there is a. 70% chance that I'm going to pick that to put on. I mean, oh, it's, I'm so excited right now. Fight, fight, It's good fight, if you're fight, drunk. Fight, fight. Like, I, like, Disagree. I don't like being drunk. I like to be stone cold sober when I'm watching that train wreck of a movie. See, I there are certain things that give me a lot of anxiety, and one of them is logic. <laughs> By specifically lack of it. And by that I mean, oh, Padme, you have to be hidden from a bounty hunter. Where should we go for lunch? An open field. <laughs> on, on your home you know, planet. where a bounty hunter might be. Over on the corner going, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall fear no evil. Like, looking down a scope. All right. So my, my point being is just... I really want to see Jango Fett just recite the Valley of as Death I walk thing the as he of tries death. to shoot her. Yeah, he does the Blockhawk down speech. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'll say. Here's my counter argument. It's fun though. And and I mean, the, here's the thing. It's fun, but if I'm being objective, <laughs> in my opinion, it's the worst just because of how it's constructed. And I remember as a kid, dude, I think of the three prequels, I just never wanted to watch that one. I wanted to watch Phantom Menace because of Darth Maul and because of you know, kind of going back to Tatooine after a while, you know, like you watch the first movie and then you go, oh, it's kind of cool that this one starts out in the same place almost. So here's the thing. Uh, we'll probably do episodes on the individual movies themselves. Yeah. And so in those, I will bring up the things I like about the movie. I do want to say, though, as much as I've been kind of like poking at you just because I thought it would be fun. Um, I do think you're right. It is a bad movie. And if it came out today... I would be harping Ooh. on it so hard. Yeah. However, that's understandable. It did not come out today. It came <laughs> out when I was a child. And this came out when I was a babe. And even though and even though the good word says that when I grew up I set aside childish things, I have not done that. I am not the Apostle Paul. I have held on to some childish things. And one of those is <laughs> Attack, of the, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I so my thing is too one of the big reasons why I don't like Attack of the Clones is because I feel like this actually would have been a better starting point. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. The whole thing <laughs> when is there's we, not like a 10-year difference between. Right, but we don't need... I mean, Anakin is arguably a very different person than when we met him. And for me, it's just like, I don't know, you could just have a line where Obi-Wan says like, oh, yeah, remember when I found you on Tatooine? And it's like, yeah. And then you move on. Like... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say Attack of the Clones is, is the worst just because I get the most frustrated watching that just because I go, how did you look at the whole script and go, this is my Empire Strikes Back to the series. This is my middle changing point. Nothing really changes besides Anakin loses a limb. And then he goes, my mom. So, Caleb. <laughs> It is now your turn after my long diatribe. What is your worst Star Wars movie? Yeah, so I think Alex Alex kind of hit the nail on the head, but but there but. is one thing worse. And oh whether boy. or not it counts as a movie. There is another. Alex, you know me too well. Star Wars Caravan of Courage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to preface this by saying I'm not like Alex. I cannot find enjoyment in everything Star Wars. I, I used to, and then Rise of Skywalker came out. It, but trust me, that's a very hard movie for me to do with. I, I just want to yeah. clarify that. But I can find enjoyment in a lot of Star Wars. Hence me defending Attack of the Clones. A bad movie that I love. A fun bad movie. But I agree it's a fun bad movie. I just think objectively it's the worst. And also, Star Wars Holiday Special. A lot of people are probably like, well, why are you putting that one on there? Genuinely, it's a comfort watch for me at this Same. point. I love that movie. TV show. Variety show. Excuse to I run like around in Wookiee Starship. <laughs> and so this is that's the attitude I went into Caravan of Courage with. I was like, I am going to have so much fun with my buddy Alex, tricking him into making him think we're going to watch Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, it was Goodfellas, right? Yeah, yeah, Alex, go ahead and tell the story. Okay, (laughs) so 
there was there was a good amount of planning with this i mean it's not like it was this grand idea but it was really funny so like there was a solid like week to 10 days to two weeks somewhere in there where caleb goes hey this day are you free yes okay cool come over and we'll watch goodfellas and i'm like i've never seen goodfellas so like it's why a great not movie yeah i've heard it's great it's so a why wonderful not movie so I come over, we he, he's not laughing, he's not he doesn't have like this weird smile. He is just perfectly normal normal Caleb. <laughs> Nothing's out of the blue. I had no warning signs at all. And so we sit down, he plugs his laptop into the TV and he brings onto screen and a file that says Goodfellas and he starts <laughs> and he hits play. And so we go through like the opening uh the Lucasfilm logo pops up. It does? Yeah. Cause I, cause I don't I remember like, the Lucasfilm popping. Yeah, because I was like, Did I oh, say yeah. something about it? A well, long time ago well, in you a casino like, very far away. You were like, oh, I didn't know Lucas was involved in this. And I quickly went like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he and Scorsese, they were kind of working together around the same time they were friends. I don't remember that, but I probably fell for it. Yeah, it was like a Spielberg <laughs> that sh- thing. That should have been my first tip. <laughs> and then... Uh, then the so, opening crawl came. Well, no, no, there, there is no opening crawl. It, well, and here's the weird got thing. Mad at Rogue One. It's a weird, it's a weird opening because there's like a narrator, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so there's narrator. this guy who's narrating, and I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting Goodfellas, like Goodfellas to be yeah. narrated. So it just goes through this, and you start seeing like all these different Star Wars set pieces. He starts talking about Endor. And I'm like, you're okay. panning through the redwoods. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is a little, this is a little odd. And then just oh eventually, God. I don't even remember what the moment was, but we we come to find out that we're about to watch Ewoks Caravan of Courage. <laughs> I just <laughs> love the so idea of there still being like narration, and it's still being done by Joe Pesci. So it's like, on Endor, what we really had to do was we had to go find the Ewoks. Well, here's the what, thing. Do they look funny to you? Do they amuse you? you? Is that Steven, what it is? You make it. You, you're doing this impression and you're making this joke. The dialogue wasn't like ridiculously <laughs> far off from that. Really it's pretty bad. Yeah. And so, like, I thought, like, okay, maybe he's telling a story or something. Also, I don't know when Goodfellas, Goodfellas came out. Goodfellas starts off pretty high concept and can then I, just evolves into a gangster movie. Can I sell you on the open? Well, I didn't know what okay, Goodfellas sure. was that much, but go ahead. Yeah, sell me on it. Because I've, I've actually never seen Caravan of Courage. And yeah. I've never, I haven't seen the really bad ones except for, like, holiday specials. Yeah, yeah. So, go ahead. so you see Wicket. It's one of those, like, trunk shots that's looking up. And he goes, ever since I was a kid. I wanted to be an Ewok. And then he closes the thing and the brass starts. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know you're not a big fan of getting drunk, but for my birthday, <laughs> well, I'm have, not, I'm not rewatching. No, Garrett you have to December to brace yourself. <laughs> I'm not rewatching. He's not. Shut okay. up. It's my birthday. We have, there is a second one that I need to watch. Oh, we can watch it? that one. What, what is that one called? It's on Disney Plus. I now. don't remember what it is. It's yeah, Caravan of Courage, and then it's like. Uh, well, I can look this up real quick because these kids were. March of the much. Ewoks. Uh, Battle of Endor. Oh, so March of the Ewoks, where they <laughs> protest for equal rights. It looks. I'm looking at the. I'm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the There's poster. There's one gay Ewok who's just like, I don't want to be treated differently. <laughs> Ewoks Stonewall. <laughs> he has like Ewoks a, milk. <laughs> he has a rainbow hood on that the Ewoks have. <laughs> just, so I go into this movie like fully expecting to just make fun of it with my friend Alex and have like a good goofy time. Uh. We do that for like a valiant 30 40 minutes. We tried Hard and we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. We are coming up with like the shittiest <laughs> jokes that take no effort at that point. And then eventually we just both kind of fall silent and we're like, fuck, we have to get through this. And we muddle through it. And eventually the two kids whose parents crashed their, their starship onto Endor and were kidnapped by the big little monster. They team up with the Ewoks and they go and hey, they save uh, their parents. Caleb, um, a little bit of criticism on that delivery. 
You don't sound like your heart's in it. Uh, you know, much like uh, George Lucas in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking my language. And so, yeah, like I don't know. I can see, I can see artistry and all the other things. And the one, in the one other thing that doesn't have artistry, the holiday special. I find it fun and I find it comfortable. I would argue that that was ambitious. I mean, well, Jefferson charged it's really it. Conceptually, it's pretty high concept. <laughs> I would actually... Might re- be one of the most high concept things ever created. I mean, I've never had an, an ebony-skinned mermaid lady tell me that, ooh, yes, it's very good, yes, and then have Jefferson Starship start playing songs for me on a hologram. Well, so you obviously don't watch ASMR while also shuffling your classic rock playlist on Spotify. Caleb, I don't and know I what you do on your Wednesdays, that. but me, I go to church. <laughs> I know that isn't true. <laughs> so that's my worst. Okay, so Caravan of Courage is officially your worst. So, oh, yeah. So you, would the you, would you say that it's it's from like... So, like, what is the worst thing about it? Like, like if you had to point, like, to this is the big issue Listen, with the movie. The biggest, what is the worst thing? <laughs> Narrow it down. The biggest problem with a movie. This is always going to be, like, number one, a movie has to do this to, to get me to, like, engage with it. It just doesn't have to be boring. And listen, that sounds like a like a high threshold or a low threshold. I don't know what I mean here. Most movies pass that threshold. I, I can find a that. lot of stuff interesting. Not not Caravan of Courage. Should Caravan yeah, of Courage. I will. It also just doesn't feel Star Wars at all. Okay. Besides oh, the yeah. fact that Wicket's running around. Well, that that kind of goes into the whole plot of like the kids, uh, you know, just the kids being like dropped off by their parents because the entire time it's just like, what's this weird like Ewok babysitter crap that's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen it. But I definitely remember when I heard about it, I was like, why would they do that? But I mean, I also see that as kind of like George Lucas had this thing where he always wanted to put in like silly little side characters. Um, And I feel like that started with the Ewoks. You know, I feel I feel like there were probably a lot of people in the room going, "Uh, George, we really don't want to put in the Ewoks. And he goes, no, I want it. Well, and I like I like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Some mashed potatoes. I like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. The problem with this one is just Mm. like they're the only Star Wars thing in this whole movie, and it's very clearly like he just licensed these out. His heart was broken that uh, he couldn't do Kashyyyk in Return of the Jedi, so he's just kind of given up. And then people are like, "Well, how can we do Star Wars but cheap? Got it. We'll we live by the redwoods. We'll just go there. Hey, call up Warwick Davis." (laughs) Uh, we're, we'll get him back in the suit, and then that's it. Weirdly enough, even though I I don't think most people have seen Caravan of Courage, <laughs> which is definitely a good thing. which most is a very good have thing. Not seen that, <laughs> but I, I would on YouTube. I would say that I mean, and Disney Plus now. The the point is that for me, I think that weirdly enough, that's kind of the basis of every Star Wars fan film that me and my friends made. Was just we went out to the woods and. <laughs> You know what I mean? Your fan films were not syndicated on national television. <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying that isn't it kind of weird that this thing that like no one saw was kind of like a Star Wars fan film that got made? Yeah. yeah it's. But as weird as that is, it's not interesting. That premise, <laughs> what you just said. Should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Guys this, however, in the woods not. with lightsabers. So I've given my extremely hot take that the Ewok made for television movie isn't good. Yeah, and I am. Offended. I don't agree with it. And you gave your hot take that the animated movie that three people saw was just not great. And meanwhile, I said oh, Attack of the Clones was great, and movie. I got stank eye from Master <laughs> of Ceremonies over there. So I guess we should go with with best now. Um, well, we'd like to start with Alex again, or would you like someone else to go? Someone else go, because I'm actually really interested. Reverse order? Sure. Yeah. Caleb, go, ahead. Just go Yeah, so um, I was really worried this would be your worst, Stephen. I like Last Jedi. I knew this was going <laughs> to be the answer. There are days when I sit back and I'm like, there there may be a day that Last Jedi, I rewatch it, and I like it more than Empire. And on that day, I don't know which friends I'm going to lose, but I know I'm going to lose some of them. And you know what? I don't need them. Because <laughs> I have Ryan Johnson. No, I genuinely, it's it's exact. It pushes the franchise forward. It's very philosophical, um, and I think that Ryan Johnson shows a lot of love and respect for the franchise. 
Um, I love what he does with uh, with Luke and Snoke being kind of comparing them to as two masters of um, their sides of the force who have the exact same problem, um, but they handle it very differently. It just embodies everything I love about Star Wars. Now, it's not perfect. Canto Bite, certainly a sequence. <laughs> but even beyond that, I do think there are like more deep structural problems to it, and I do think it could be paced a little bit better. Um, and I don't. It doesn't need to be two and a half hours I, long. <laughs> most most blockbusters don't, and, and I'd agree with this one too. I also don't think the opening's that great. But all that stuff ultimately doesn't matter, and I love everything he brings to the franchise. And I'm so disappointed that 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 thoughtfulness did not carry through. Not the particular plot points. Not like the the energy of it. Just, just the, the overall sentiment of like yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to say as well that I really respect that opinion. But here's why you're wrong. Well, hey, no, hey, God, no. He deserves, no, no, I, I deserve it after what no, I did with him. No, no, no. I, I actually think that you're kind of right on the money uh, in terms of, how am I trying to say this? I like the ideas that are presented in Last Jedi. I don't necessarily love the execution just because I feel like that there are conflicting kind of things. I feel like as much as I feel like it does propel the franchise forward, I love when Luke and Ray talk. Mm-hmm. I love every scene with them because hearing him say like, you know, the Jedi Order allowed, you know, Darth Sidious to rise to power. That's yeah. exactly what they did. And I actually wish that they would have pushed it more with the Jedi are wrong. Um, I mean, he could have brought it up that, look, if the Jedi didn't have the whole thou shall not marry thing or love, my dad probably wouldn't have turned out to be Darth Vader. Well, I don't I don't think specific stuff like that would help. I think that's too meta of an analysis for one of the characters to have. Fair. But I get what you're saying. The only reason. Yeah. The only reason I don't pinpoint that into Last Jedi is because I feel like that. That's the kind of stuff that should carry through. Mm. And it's not Ryan Johnson's fault. It shouldn't that, be said. That J.J. Abrams only, like, one, had a very short amount of time to write the script for Rise of Skywalker. And two, just kowtowed to all the worst parts about the fan base. I guess when it comes to Last Jedi, for me, I really love the first half. But then I feel like... It gets really confused towards the end. I, I don't like the way Snoke goes out. I didn't know what to feel in that moment. I still kind of don't. Um, and when it comes to Kylo Ren, I, I loved the moment where he kind of is like, you know, me and Ray are going to work together for a minute. But then he's like, mm-hmm. no, actually, I'm really bad. Like, the twist was is that I'm really bad. And it's just, I wish that there would have been that significant turn with watched, some kind of character. Have you watched Avatar the the Last Airbender? Yes. This is not me like trying to tell you you're wrong. This is just me trying to understand you more. How is that different than when um in the end of book 2, Zuko almost turns and then goes back and helps Azula? I would say that there's more time to get to know Zuko's character to where you would understand why he did that because I mean, at the end of the day, he's trying to win the approval of his father. Yeah. Kylo Ren, I don't know whose approval he's trying to get at this point because Snoke is dead and he's backed off killing his mom like four different times, killed his dad in the last movie. And I'm just sitting there going, I don't know where you lie. And it's not in like a cool double agent kind of way Mm -hmm. where I'm like, talk to me, Goose. Like, I want to know what's going on. It's it's more like I don't know if you know where you're going. Yeah. And as much as I'm sure that that's an aspect that people can really love about his character, I would have preferred a more concrete direction. Um and and all of the stuff on all of the stuff that is not Kylo Ray, Luke and Snoke, I didn't care about at all. I Admiral Hold, Holdo not telling Poe what the plan was in the I beginning. I will defend that to the way to the place I died, but on the broad sense, I can understand where you you're understand coming from. Understand that, right? Yes. You could just say, "Well, mm. we're really trying to do this." Gotcha, Chief. Not gonna do that stupid thing and the whole Canto Bite thing out the window. You trimmed twenty minutes off the movie. Yeah. Congratulations. I, that, yeah, that goes into my biggest part problem with it. It's way too long, and it's just mm. 
it's just it's clear they didn't have a plan for these side characters and like that's that's a big part of why the movie's bad they just threw them into something and with canto save the animals yeah that's the thing with that whole message i'm like i'm okay with that message it's weird that it's here it's a star wars movie thing Because but, but I think she even says at one point, like, that's the real dream. And you're just like, yeah, she's, am, I, am I being punked right now? It, like, it is something like, this is what we fight for. Some, that's what, some that's really what the just real like fight overly is for, sentimental yeah. stuff. Which is weird because that's also a planet full of slave children. With you got to free force. the slave children or you got to no, free but they the save horse the animals. No, the ugly <laughs> horses left. <laughs> I think I think yeah. That's weird the real priorities, dream. Rose. <laughs> oh. But yes, I I can respect the opinion that Last Jedi is your favorite, and that if you find it best, that's totally fine with me, and I totally get your reasons. I will never appreciate it. Well, yeah. Don't worry. I will break you down and force you when we do eventually have that <laughs> Last Jedi. Episode. Oh God. <laughs> and Alex is gonna have to like watch us fight to the death yeah crying having to carry out our bodies welcome to episode 82 of star wars therapy where steven rings caleb's neck and on 83 it'll you be steven and fight. alex going back and forth i didn't realize i wanted this until now but i do really want to watch that movie with the both of you oh dude hell yeah. because you're on just such different ends of the spectrum yeah. because I'll, I'll go off of that and i'll say this is the movie that i am most conflicted about it's, it's the because there there is that yeah. there is so much good, mm-hmm. and it's just that good is really good, and it's some of the best in the series. And then it's just like there's also just a whole bunch of crap going uh, well, on. I, I that just makes, don't want to have to acknowledge that makes yeah. a ton of sense because like what Ryan because Ryan Johnson is trying and yeah. say like just abstract Ryan that, Johnson abstract <laughs> that out if you're trying to do something if you're really trying to push a like a mainstream blockbuster from a Disney IP forward. Do not get there Ryan Johnson. Good chance. No, no. <laughs> Dude, that's the exact kind of director you want. Just acknowledge that everything he's trying, it might not work. And I can respect people thinking it might not work. I will say as well, um, if I'm going to give the last Jedi a, a huge compliment, if I was going to select All the shots ones, are in focus. Well, yes, but I was also going to say that, every shot is so dense what i love about that movie is that if i had to pick one star wars movie that if you said you have to pick one frame from this movie like to be on your wall almost all of my choices would be from last jedi there it's so good it's such a beautiful movie Mm -hmm. like as much as it doesn't make any sense for me personally that when they go into hyperspace and then they crash through something i i love the way that shot looks I think it's beautiful. I think any of the, I love the theming of, of red, white, and black, and and all of this kind of kind of going on. It's is really really awesome. I love that whole consistency within yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely love that. So, uh, Stephen, what's your best? Uh, my best is. Oh, also, I said the name of both of the movies we're not supposed to be talking about. So, Alex, hit that button. I'm going in the rancor pit. All right, bonk. Ah! Be right to you after this rancor pit intermission. Are you buying the right food for your rancor? Try Blizzard Diamond. Does... <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored by Blizzard Diamond. Does your rancor have <laughs> upset stomachs and indigestion issues? <laughs> Try, Try Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> Try Caleb. <laughs> there, there's not much left of them, but... Okay, so my best Star Wars movie... I had to really think about this. I thought of Return of the Jedi, and I realized I was like, you know, two-thirds of that movie I just don't really care for that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a well-structured movie. No, it is not a well-structured movie. The last third is amazing, and all of... is similar to Last Jedi, all of the Luke and Vader and... Palpatine stuff is is amazing. Um, I thought of the original. I'm gonna be real. I just don't like the original that much. It, it's not that it's a bad wow. movie. I just I'm just not a big fan. I just, that's a cool opinion. Yeah, that's, just, not, that's not me being. That sounded that's patronizing. A cool opinion. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like because I. Oh, don't, that's an opinion. <laughs> I know. I don't hear that opinion much. So like, I, I just, am genuinely not, interested in it. I just don't like Luke as a character in that one. I think it gets much more interesting in Empire, and I just. I don't know. Yeah. It, of all the movies of that time. But so when I say that I think the best Star Wars movie is episode three, Revenge of the Sith, 
Oh. I I stand by that opinion because I look at all of the Star Wars movies that aren't Empire. I think of, am I consistently entertained and am I consistently in love with what is going on on film? Uh, like on screen. And I would say yes. I mean, the opening scene where it's the siege on Coruscant is awesome. You oh, feel yeah. like you're mm-hmm. in the thick of this. I love the banter between uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. I feel like they really emphasize their friendship in this. And it was probably because George Lucas realized that he didn't do much for it in the past two movies. So he's probably like, oh, God, I got to make sure people know they were friends. He was a good friend. That's why I let him burn alive. Anyway. Um <laughs> But to I, be fair, if lava just burst out right now below Alex's chair, you, you would say it was a good me. friend. Yeah. You can you can <laughs> you can get me to, you can get to safety. Yeah. <laughs> but I I would say that it's the best because it it's the turning point. As sudden and I admit the movie has flaws. I think every Star Wars movie has flaws. I mean, I think his shift to the dark side is too sudden. Um the fact that he goes from like, I don't know if I should have done that. What have I done? Kill children. And you're like, all right. Yeah, I, but do you understand the story of Dark Plagueis twice? That's one of the reasons why I think it's the best is because it does the one thing that none of the other prequel movies did, and that's expand on the lore. That's something that isn't seen. It isn't given any visualness besides these weird abstract sperm looking thing it's such a weird scene yeah (laughs) it's and and to be honest i love it too in the same way that i i love sam Raimi's spider-man where i acknowledge the cheesiness of it and i go you know uh, i I mean palpatine's hammy so hammy but i love it in the same way that i love is strong with you you shall be called darth Vader. Vader. Just thought of that one. No, don't that kill me. <laughs> I'm no, just so mad. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love that he he does that. And and I don't know. I, I feel like every subplot is interesting. I love Obi Wan versus Grievous. I think the whole chase scene is so much fun. And I like that there's kind of almost uh, visual symbolism in the fact that you know Obi Wan's using a, a real animal and Grievous is using like a like a mechanical kind of thing to write on i think that visually that's a good comparison between the two and i love little moments there are little moments i love like uh r2d2 taking on the droids with like oil slick and fire and they're just like r2 you good and he's just like flying around just like i am trying to hold this together for you guys and then on top of that i i love little moments like obi-wan having to use a a blaster and being like so uncivilized Mm -hmm. (laughs) i hate this a weapon from a more civilized age. Yeah. It rhymes. It sort of rhymes. It's like poetry. I, I ain't gonna lie. It's I like never poetry. picked up on that, like, call and response to, yeah. to New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> that just, like, never crossed my mind until you said that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it, it's, it's also, little I'm a big things like that. For Jedi using blasters. I think I like more, it when lightsabers that. are heavy and they're impractical. <laughs> I think I kind of get that. I, I want, like, a Jedi who has, like, a Derringer like blaster that he'll just pull out when he's like, oh, I don't want to bother with this. Bam. You're dead. <laughs> just a full Raiders I mean, of the Lost that's Ark thing. Kind <laughs> of what makes Luke so interesting in return of the Jedi is that like when he sees Jabba, he just force grabs a blaster and just goes. Yeah. Psh, psh, psh. Like, I mean, what's he going to do? Be like, okay, hold on. I must speak with Jabba. <laughs> Approach me five feet. Like, it's what I require. Walk into this. <laughs> Assuming you can. Oh, sorry, you don't turd. have legs. That was ableist of me. I guess <laughs> I'll just jump into the rancor pit. <laughs> there's, there's a big I, red button in Jabba's palace, and Luke's just like, don't worry, I got this, Bronk. <laughs> there, there is ridiculousness to, to Revenge of the Sith, but I think that overall it gets all the tones right. Even in the last third, like I said, all the subplots work. Yoda versus Sidious, great. Mm-hmm. Them throwing the Senate at each other is awesome. Yeah, it's And the fact fun. that it's more force-based, whereas you can kind of look at the more intimate tension between Anakin and Obi-Wan when they're fighting because it is with lightsabers. I think that, and as ridiculous as it is, that we're just going to keep moving across these platforms as they break down. I still think it's extremely fun 
to watch. Mm. Um, there there are problems, like I said, but I think it's I think it's the best. So I I enjoy it for a lot of the same reasons I enjoy Attack of the Clones, except it's actually good. Um, <laughs> so I think I'll just lay that one out. If if you were confused because I didn't really explain myself why I like Attack of the Clones, and you like Revenge of the Sith, just think of that. It's like it's the spectacle, it's the nostalgia, it's all that stuff. That's fair. Um, but also, it's the most emotionally available of those movies, and everything's on the surface. Mm-hmm. There's nothing being hidden. Like, the fight on Mustafa, like, it's just fire going up everywhere. It's like, it's their friendship burning down. It's like the raw emotion of everything. It's not subtle, but it's Star Wars. And I don't yeah. need And I can have subtle Star Wars. That's fine. But I don't need it. <laughs> I would argue that subtle Star Wars is your favorite Star Wars, which is Last Jedi. Yes, but it's harder to get right. Right. It, it's And I think that especially when you're in a big blockbuster kind of franchise, subtlety is is something that I don't really think it's And it's melodrama, sometimes. right? Like subtlety doesn't work for a finale. Melodrama yes. does. That is very true, which is why I would like to talk about Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Welcome uh, to Metal Gear Therapy. Me- welcome to Metal Gear Therapy. <laughs> Alex, have you ever played a Metal Gear game? No. Neither have I. Wonderful. Okay. Steven will continue to talk. <laughs> welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where Steven just goes on about Metal Gear 4 for a very long time. <laughs> it's been nine episodes. Send help. So that that's what I, what I have on Revenge of the Sith. I think it's great because there is not a single part of that movie that bores me. I think if I had one flaw with it it's the same flaw i have with attack of the clones which is i don't get why anakin and padme are together like i i really don't because when he says like no it's because i'm so in love with you and then she switches 180 and goes so love has blinded you and you're like i was saying you look pretty just shut up oh my god how hard is it to be with you woman don't worry by the end of the movie they won't be together (laughs) (laughs) and apparently uh leia has like memory from when she was like Five seconds old. Do you remember your mother? Your real mother? Yeah, when I was very young. Oh, really? Well, Do you? <laughs> Storm, actually. Storm from the X-Men actually had Alex, what is your young. favorite Star Wars movie? What would you say is the best? Sorry. <laughs> the yeah, X-Men good. button got triggered. Yeah, there's no help in it. Here's the thing. I want to I bring this up by thanking you. The reason I wanted to go last was because I was having a really hard time between three movies. And that oh was. God. That's most of them. <laughs> That's a whole trilogy. That's most of them. They're all in. Well, no, they're no two of them are in the same trilogy. So I really want to talk talk about parts of Return of the Jedi, and that's where I will go. But I also wanted, I like, I wanted to bring up a New Hope, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where it's like it's just not interesting. I, well, I I love I still love that movie. But, like, I think I do like Return of the Jedi more, though. Mm. And then I also really wanted to talk about Revenge of the Sith. So I want to thank you for, like, kind of covering my thoughts on those two. (laughs) Whereas, like, look, Return of the Jedi, I feel like it's a healthy mixture, kind of, of what you like about Revenge of the Sith and and about Last Last Jedi. That's fair. It's like you, you, the movie opens and you you get to see just, like, I don't know if broken's the right word. It's just totally different Luke. And it's just, he's like, he's almost fully realized, but he's just not, he's just not quite there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it starts off and it's like, okay, you can kind of see that he has to reach a certain point by the end of the movie and you get to watch that character progression unfold. I think it's also really uh, interesting to go into that Luke after seeing how he was in Empire. Yeah, because when you go from like him rushing into the fight with Darth Vader to I must speak with Jabba, that well, that's exactly the thing is he's he's extremely different in all three movies in the Mm -hmm. sense that in the first movie he's young, he's naive, he doesn't really know what he's doing at all. He just kind of gets lucky and figures that he has this magical ability. Second movie, it's kind of gone to his head a little bit, and when he gets into that fight with Vader. You can tell he's very arrogant about mm-hmm. it. He knows there's something good about him. And even though like he still like acts decently, he has a big part of that emotion that's playing into him. Whereas in this movie, it's like, okay, I've made my mistakes. I've dealt with the consequences of him. And now I have to, one, go get my friend back. 
and two, just go on this whole journey yeah. where he does have to deal with everything that's come before. Well, and you're yeah. right. He's dealing directly with his consequence of having to save Han. Yes. Then he goes, he fulfills his promise to Yoda, right? And like Yoda's able to see that and be like, okay, you're good now. We're mm-hmm. good. And then he's able to accept the thing that he was in extreme denial about at the end of Empire. And you start to see that shift at the end of Empire where he's like, okay, yeah, Vader is my dad. But now, not only does he think Vader is his dad, but he thinks he can save him. Yes, I was just about to go there. Because- I, I was going to bring that up as well. I, I love that aspect of it. That when That's honestly my favorite scene in the whole movie. I, one of my favorite scenes, I should say, is that when he's just in that little hallway before they go to the Emperor. Yes. And he's just talking to him going, I know that you are Anakin Skywalker. And he's mm-hmm. like, nope, that mean, mean that name means nothing to me. And he's just like, I know it does. Like, it's it's just, it's such a sign of his maturity since the last really film. Is. Because like the last film, he's just like, okay, you hurt my friends. I'm going to kill you. All this. And then it's just, it's just a complete 180 where he's like, I want to forgive you. I want you to be a good person. I want you to stay alive. I want you to be who you're supposed to be and like leave all this behind. But it's very much, he is acknowledging both the good and the evil within himself Mm. through his relationship with Vader. While they they don't really like sit down and have a heart to heart about the nature of the force, I think you learn a lot about the force from that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of similar to, I can't believe I'm making this comparison, but you know how in The Dark Knight Rises, obviously Joker's not in it, but you really can feel what impact he he had? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the same in, in Return of the Jedi when you look at, like, obviously in Empire when he fights Darth Vader in the cave and, like, he rips open the helmet and he sees himself. Okay, really obvious metaphor. Totally get you. Got it. You can tell that if... Luke is afraid of becoming Vader. There was a chance that Vader was like Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that without saying anything, they really did a good job of portraying that. And what I also like about Return of the Jedi is that there are little subtle mannerisms. The way Luke is fighting Vader in uh, Empire, like he's just swinging at him. Oh, yeah. Just like, what he if has, I can get one hit in? I don't care. He has no idea what he is doing in there that fight. There is no finesse. <laughs> But but there's, in both of the scenes where, like, the opening scene, Luke's hands are together. And he's like, I must speak with Jabba. Mm-hmm. And then when he's talking to Vader, his hands are behind his back. He's just like, I know you're my dad. You know, like, I, I know you're there's good in you. And he's just, he's using, he's letting his words speak for him. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I totally get why that would be someone's favorite it's nearly mine it's my number two and by number two of course you mean number three number three because we're talking about number twos right now (laughs) yeah do you have do you have anything else to say about that one um while just i'm i absolutely love the stuff that luke goes through i understand like (laughs) they kind of got han out and then he just kind of got the back burner Which, I mean, Harrison Ford wanted anyway, but... Yeah. (laughs) Well, Harrison Ford wanted to die. Yes. (laughs) That's why the moment he brought him back, they're like, cool, kill me. (laughs) But, I mean, like, uh, the other characters, they still get a decent amount, though. I'm trying to think of other stuff. It's really just, like, once you get past all that stuff with Luke, everything else does kind of run into that. Just like, oh, there's, like, a lot of cool action sequences, and it's cool to see how these, like... Ewoks learn to fight with just trees. <laughs> Here's what I'll say in defense of the Jabba's palace sequence, which I think it's a lot of. Uh, I don't really understand why. Valid criticism. What are you saying? I don't really understand why it gets as much criticism. Uh, I think it's I very tonally. Same. I think it's very tonally inconsistent with the rest of the movie, and it goes on for a very long time. It does. However, in defense of it, besides the fact that it's uh, Luke having to face his consequences it's seen a different side of star wars and i think it's kind of the first time you get to see a really different like genre of what star wars could be Hmm. empire and a new hope and the end of return of the jedi all feel very cohesive that feels different and that's exciting and that's like oh cool there's more that you can do in this world Hmm. that's fair i i think the the one criticism of that that i don't understand when they were like 
I mean, what really was their plan? I don't know. Who cares? They probably talked and about it, it beforehand. Wrong. That's it. Doesn't right. matter. Yeah, like I'm fine with them like not really having a great plan because like how do you how do you tackle one of the biggest crime syndicates in the galaxy? But here's the thing: <laughs> with like five At people, least, and what people don't talk about is that the difference between that and the last movie is that Luke went in with a plan, try to save his friend. The other one, he was just like, I know you're 900 years old and you want to tell me what's right. I know you have history and you have no more than I do. I'm going to go fight my dad. Like, that's what happened. But I'm going to go fight my dad. Fight my dad. <laughs> Guys, I like talking about Star Wars with I you do too. too. I do as well. It's fun. I think it's cool that we all had very different answers for mm-hmm. every single choice. And I like that we all actually had reasons. Yeah. Um, because... What makes talking about this with you guys so much better is because when I talk with people about movies and I ask them, why'd you like it? Most of the time, it's some variation of things happened. Therefore, I liked it. With you guys, it's I liked it because X, Y, Z and X. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I'll say the reason I like talking about Star Wars with y'all since we're going around the campfire. It's the last night of camp. It's the last night of Star Wars camp. Something that I did plan out as a kid if i was like how would i do a star wars camp oh my there God. would be posters <laughs> in each room that look like mouse droids we can talk about that at some point anyway um what? Whoa. that <laughs> needs to be its whole that episode. will be episode 420 and you know exactly why <laughs> oh we're not getting to 420 of these episodes <laughs> no season four episode 20 it's much hey. it's much more doable <laughs> at, at season four at the 20 minute mark i'm just gonna say it all real quick <laughs> Um, no but what i do enjoy about talking with y'all is like we can have disagreements and like i can rag on steven and he can trash on you know one of my favorites and we can just all like go out and we'll probably talk about something else we'll probably talk about i don't know nightwing or something when we leave this room but (laughs) we'll be friends and that's fine and we don't none of us are like tying so much of our like our identity to this that we have to like feel like we're defending this this is our homeland yes this is the example of talking about star wars in a way that is healthy Mm -hmm. where you can have discussions about it which i feel like is is another reason why it's a star wars therapy is a great name for this dang it you took you took the words right out of my mouth from what i was just about to say because because it's i'm gonna say it anyway it's almost like this is star wars therapy (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it that sarcastically (laughs) roll the credits I don't know why I'm doing suicide is painless. That's what I think of when I watch Rise of Skywalker, suicide is painless. Good song. Well, that has been Star Wars Therapy, everyone. Caleb. Yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Sleep tight.